In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Love your enemies. No, really, love them. You know, to be honest, I'd rather not. In fact, I've given it some thought, and I think the best thing for all of us is some distance, some space. To be sure, I think that's probably a pretty rational response to Jesus' words in this gospel. And I think that in plenty of instances, certainly in the most extreme scenarios, ones where a pattern of abuse is evident or likely, that in those cases, healthy space and distance is actually the best thing. And on that point, I want to be very clear. God does not desire you to remain in a pattern of abuse. Absolutely not. God desires nothing less than your full flourishing and care. And Jesus seeks to be in relationship because he could not, could not love you more. But it is also God's desire that there be love for absolutely everyone, even those who by any measure are most difficult to love. So with that in mind, what do we do with the lessons appointed for today? What do we do with them? Well, in my opinion, if God has something to say about distance and the desire for it, I think that word is actually being directed most pointedly towards the abusers, towards those who would rather run from their sin than face it. I think it's a word that needs to be heard first by those who would rather perpetuate evil than face God, than face a love that knows no boundary or limitation. And I think that's why it's a good thing that for us, we get to read not only the gospel this morning, but also our first lesson from the book of Genesis as well. Now, if we were only to read the first 10 verses or the 10 verses from Genesis printed in the bulletin, the story really wouldn't make all that much sense. So we got to zoom out a little bit. We got to zoom out and ask a little more about this Joseph character and his story. Well, for one thing, Joseph comes from a big family. He has 11 brothers and one sister, and of the brothers, he's second to the youngest, we are told. And we can't forget the parents, Jacob and Rachel. They're important, too, because what we are told is that of the 12 sons, Jacob has a favorite among them, and it's Joseph. Joseph is the favorite. In fact, one of the ways Jacob shows his affection for Joseph and, in a sense, kind of elevates him is through a gift. He gives him a special jacket, a coat of many colors. We might even say that it's technicolor. But because of his favoritism, this special bond between Joseph and his father, Joseph's 10 older brothers grow to hate him. And because of their hatred, they make a plot against him. At first, the brothers plan to kill Joseph, but later they decide to sell him in to slavery in Egypt instead where he eventually winds up in prison. Nice, right? Probably makes you feel better about your own family dynamic. <laughs> to put it another way, rather than face their hatred, rather than face their sin of jealousy, the brothers instead choose to let their sin fool them into believing that they can run away from it. They let hatred and jealousy trick them into believing that if they harm the object of their ill will, that if they send it, Joseph, far away, that they, through distance, will finally know peace. 
But of course, that doesn't happen. And if it doesn't, then you're probably wondering what happens next. Well, through it all, through all the awfulness, God never abandons Joseph. He stays faithful to him, and through his faithfulness, he sees that Joseph is eventually released from prison. And after he's released from prison, better yet, what we're told is that Pharaoh actually elevates Joseph to a place of power. We're told that Pharaoh makes him a sort of, um, a sort of second in command, which is a position that Joseph makes pretty good use of. Perhaps most notably, perhaps most notably, Joseph uses his position to save Egypt in the grips of a horrible famine. And in so doing, Joseph saves not only Egypt, but he saves his family. He saves his brothers from starving to death as well. Now, zooming in, zooming in and returning once again to the 10 verses from Genesis appointed for today, what we see here is an extraordinary reunion. What we see is an invitation to reconciliation from God, working through Joseph and the brothers who wronged him. Yes, zooming in and returning, zooming in and taking a moment with these words is good because it gives resonance to their selection for today. Because here in what we read, here is the hinge. Here is the place where the edges get drawn together. In this scene, at the point when it matters most, God reunites Joseph with the brothers who banished him, who thought they'd assigned to death as his fate. And it is at this point that God, speaking through Joseph, says the word to his brothers that they most needed to hear. It is here in this surprise reunion that the story chooses life. Here again, these words from Genesis. Joseph says, come closer, come closer to me. I am your brother whom you sold into Egypt. I am the embodiment of your hatred and your jealousy that you thought you could run away from. But do not be distressed now in the face of me. Do not be angry. Do not gnash your teeth or wail because you sold me here. Don't perpetuate that cycle any further. No, don't do it. Don't do it because God sent me here for a reason. Yes, the God of which I speak sent me for a purpose, and that purpose is to preserve life and to preserve it abundantly. Yes, he brought me here. He brought me up close and personal in the midst of your failings, in the midst of your sins, to show you profound grace. He brought me so that you might loose the chains of your ill will, so that you might finally, finally live. Yes, draw closer to me, draw closer to God, to that love that knows no boundary or limitation, because here in this place, here in my proximity, is a peace that only I can give, a place of rest only I can provide. So come, stop your running and take my hand. I promise you, there are no enemies here. No, really, I mean it, take my hand and follow me, because you are home now, you're finally home. Here is a place to live. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.